Hi there, and welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell. I'm a community builder and leader of the Find Calm Here community, which is on the Money Networks. Uh, on this podcast, I interview business leaders and community builders who share how they found calm through the process of launching and growing a business and community online or in real life. The Find Calm Here community brings together community builders who feel overwhelmed with launching a community, and I connect them with the tools, resources, and support that they need to find calm in the process of building a community by implementing the CALM method, which is clarity, awareness, learning, and motion. I'm happy to introduce today's guest, Stephanie Powell. She's a brand and business strategist who helps entrepreneurs to become bold and brazen in their business and branding to go bigger, get louder, and connect with their unique client. She coaches savvy business leaders to become their authentic selves so that they can create abundance in income and impact in the world. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Welcome, Stephanie, to the Find Come Here podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to get dive right in here because I really am excited to have you share some um, of your journey about building a business as a entrepreneur. So let's start there. Like, why did you decide to go on this wacky journey of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so total plot twist in my life, right? Um, I was in public education for 13 years, which was actually one of the first plot twists. Uh, that wasn't my intention going into college. But I had been in education and was feeling really restless and really just thought it was because, you know, I was kind of tired of being in the classroom, knew I wasn't going to be a classroom teacher for forever. And I was like, oh, well, then it must be time for me to go ahead and, you know, look for that administrative job. And so I started doing that. And, um, you know, I'd get called for lots of interviews and I'd get recommended and then I'd go and I wouldn't get the job or I'd apply and I wouldn't get called for an interview. And so uh, after about two or three months of this, uh, my husband was and I were standing in the hallway and he said, you know, I'm sorry, but every time you don't get an interview, you don't get the job. I am happy. And I was like, who says that? And why would you say that? And he goes, because you're miserable. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks because I had no idea I was miserable. I loved my kids. I loved my team. I loved what I did. Uh, but he was right. I, I'd never really even allowed that to be an option. So um, started looking at it and started really realizing that the restlessness wasn't just because, hey, it's time to get out of the classroom. The restlessness was really, hey, it's time to go to the next stage that I didn't even know was coming. And so took a huge leap of faith, resigned from education and decided I'm going to start my own business instead. Super powerful. And I, this, the support of a partner and saying, you know, I'm glad because this means one door closed, but yet another, like they say, another window opens and it's, that's the right direction. I think that's, it's super challenging to be in that space. I literally am in that space in this very moment myself. And so I was, you know, thinking, oh, I have to go back to find a job. And I was like balancing between these two right now. And then I got rejections on a job just recently in the last month. And I'm like, this, I was a perfect kid. Like, how did they, how did I not get this job? And in the next two days, I had, I started to get an entourage of people wanting to hire me. So it's just like, 
what you're saying that is so powerful, but it's like, you really have to step into that courage and like having the support of somebody around you. That's like, no, this is, this is a good thing. Um, thank you for sharing that because it's hard as a, you know, if you come from a regular paycheck, you've been getting income, you know, a stable basis and like leaving that comfort is, is a scary as heck thing, but can have amazing, amazing rewards, obviously, as we talk about. Um, tell me a little bit more now that you're, uh, you know, after the decision to leave, like what happened next or after the decision to begin the journey? Yeah. So when my husband was like, you know, I really think you should start your own business. I was like, that's a great idea. What the heck in? <laughs> um, I mean, I always knew that ultimately I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I just like that a lot better. I don't like working for other people. Uh, not because I have a problem with authority, but because I typically, if I see something and I'm like, this could be done so much more effectively, like I am that person deep down, you know, it's like when you load the dishwasher and your partner loads it a different way and you're like, okay, but my way is the right way, right? Like my way is the right way to do things. Um, and so anyway, I just, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit's kind of in my blood anyway. That's my dad through and through. And I wanted to do it, but I hadn't thought about it like, oh, let's do this right now. So I had no freaking clue what I was going to do. Um, I'm a self-taught graphic designer. And so I started there, right? I was like, okay, um, let me work on maybe doing some logos for some people and doing custom stationery. Because I thought, and then when I got into it, I was like, I'm totally going to do custom stationery. Totally going to be in the wedding industry. Totally not. I was in there for about... I don't know, like a couple months, I mean, maybe like six months, but it was like, wow, I hate every single piece of this. Um, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And so at that time I had also started working with a creative agency in Dallas in a paid apprentice, a, excuse me, a paid apprenticeship program. And so that's really what allowed me to dig into the brand strategy side of things, going way into really what a brand is, which a brand is not a logo. Like that's just, they're not the same and really getting into that and discovering that I really was very good at the strategy piece. And so that started to develop more. And that's when my business really sort of morphed into this, okay, I'm a brand strategist and a creative designer. So I was doing the strategy and then creating the branding and web designs that that strategy informed. Um, and that was a big piece of my business until I realized um, after about a year and a half in how much I was missing being a teacher. I love teaching. It's definitely my zone of genius. It's one of my superpowers. And I realized it because I had the opportunity to mentor not designers that were new designers, experienced designers that were new and own their own business. And I just really, I was like, man, I miss doing this. So I started doing coaching on the side. And finally, um, in summer of um, last year, wow, it's crazy to think of that. I guess it was last year. Sorry, COVID is like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know time anymore whatsoever at all. But anyway, um, and my coach was like, do you even want to design anymore? It's like, you know what? I don't, I really don't. I just want to coach. Like I want to teach and I want to coach and that's what I want to do. So I gave myself full permission uh, last summer to go, nope, this is what I'm doing full time. No more design stuff. Let's just focus on the coaching <laughs> and the teaching. so funny. Like you're talking about COVID time. It's like so wacky to think like, it's like the year happened, 2020 happened, but it didn't. Like it happened, but it didn't. It's like, I don't know. So weird. So I thought that was funny when you mentioned that and, you know, connecting back to like 
education because that's where you kind of start. So it's kind of like you you're going around in a 360 basically because I think it's you know so inspiring to share how when you think about what you want to do, it doesn't end up being what you actually want to do. Like you're talking about the design work and you're like, okay, this is great. And then once you start getting in into it really, and you're also talking about um, creating a better um, personal experience as far as like time versus, you know, charging for your time and, and, and your actually tasks versus like your experience and like how that makes a difference, probably in revenue, obviously, and, um, and your time, then you're not spending hours of, of, you know, design work and you're really able to make more of an impact to these people. And I think that's the shift where some people, they didn't think about that in the beginning, but then as you're in that process, you're like, Oh, so really what I want to do. And I think it's, it, for me, I've had that, that like light bulb moment, like 17 times. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is what I want to, this is where I need to be. This is where I need, like, it just is like a refinement of like building on each other. And so I love that you shared like, this is, it really relates back to like what you're talking about with your, your background. And so, yeah. How, what do you love now about what you're doing? Um, what steps did you, would you take to maybe get to switching over from somebody who's doing that work to, to the maybe consulting or, or coaching aspect? Yeah. So I think, you know, and, and you, I love the way you put it and you bring up such a point just about this, you know, um, really the evolution, right. Um, which I think it's important just to note. So anyone who's listening can know this. I want to be super clear and transparent that as I continued to make shifts in my own business, right. Going, Oh, this is totally it. This is my thing. And then going totally not my thing. Oh, but this that's not it either, you know, and, and normally ends up feeling like for me is I feel like I'm being a fake. I feel like I'm being a total flake. What she's doing and, you know, she keeps changing and shifting and all these other things. And it's really important that everyone knows that is totally freaking normal. That is part of the process, right? Because just like, if you go, go try on clothes. How on earth do you know what fits unless you try it on, you know? And if you try it on and it doesn't fit, you don't keep it. You don't buy it. No, you put it in that pile in the corner of the dressing room and you leave it there. But we're not really told outright and given a permission or give ourselves permission to do that as we experience and explore what we're going to do in and with our businesses. And so I was super duper fortunate that in the beginning, I didn't know that me kind of changing and tweaking and whatever, I didn't, I didn't know that it, I guess some people could pursue it as like a quote problem. So I kind of just did it anyway. Um, and then as I kind of continued, especially when it went from design to coaching, I had a great support system in place um, between my coach and then just being in communities of entrepreneurs that were both where I was at and also where I wanted to be, right? People that have gone, no, everything you're experiencing is totally normal. I was there too. Um, and then to more specifically answer your question, I I think it's just so crucial and important that we ask ourselves in our businesses, like, are we doing what lights us up, right? I genuinely believe we were all created on purpose with purpose and that we all have people that we were meant to serve. 
but we're never going to reach the fulfillment of that if we don't let ourselves do what we were born to do. And when we're doing what we're born to do, it's exciting and it's enjoyable and we love it. We genuinely love getting up and doing it every day. And so, you know, if, if, if there's anybody that's in a business and you're, you don't love what you're doing and it's more of a beat down than it is an enjoyment, well, that tells me that there need to be some tweaks and some shifts and some pivots. And that could be as simple as, you're doing too many things yourself and you need to be outsourcing the things you don't enjoy doing. Or maybe you just need to allow yourself to go, you know what? This isn't really what I want to be doing. I thought it was. Don't love it like I thought I would. What would excite me instead? And that's the thing. And that sounds like such a simple idea. But I mean, granted, unless your answer is what would excite me is sitting on the couch and eating Cheetos all day. That's not what we're talking about, right? Um, But when it comes to business, and that's where I was, I finally realized that designing for other people was not what was exciting for me. It was actually kind of a drain on me. And what was exciting me was just being able to sit with them and talk to them and teach them and mentor them and go, cool, if I know I'm really good at this and this is what excites me, how can I how can I make this work in my business? How can I actually make this my business rather than just something I enjoy doing? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Something that you enjoy doing. I, I think it's funny that you're talking about as you're talking, I'm like, this is, this is literally what's happening with me right now. <laughs> right now. This is what I'm experiencing. Personally, I was feeling imposter syndrome about things and, you know, a year ago, uh, this month, a year ago, and we're recording in April, this episode is going to come in, out in May, but a year ago, I launched this community find calm here and had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I'm like trying to do different things and doing workshops. I'm leading different events, but I learned so much along the way. And a year later, I'm, da- I'm, I'm consulting other people on building community and it's a scary Thing. Like I'm doing the design work, but I'm also doing a lot more strategy. It's because people don't know. They just don't know what they need or what they want. And most of the time people need clarity. And so when you're talking about branding or business coaching, people really just don't know what the heck they're doing. And they want somebody in their corner to help guide those questions to say, what lights you up? Because I just had a friend that is in our mastermind and she was like, well, what do you really enjoy? And I'm trying to serve two different audiences right now with like business people and community builders. And she's like, I said, well, I've been reading community building books. (laughs) I've been attending community building workshops. (laughs) I'm investing so much time and energy in community. She's like, it sounds like you really like community. So why don't you focus there? And so just those simple questions from others is like the big shifts of how you can really get clear on like your vision, who you serve, what problem you solve, all of those clarifying questions that a lot of business owners struggle with. And I think you need a supportive a person in your corner to, to ask you the questions and, and then also to like um, help guide you. So I think, um, you know, there's such a need because so many people have a great, you know, they were like, oh, I have a great business idea, but then well, is that really the business idea? Because then 17 layers down, they're like, this is actually the thing. So I love that you were talking about that. I know you lead, um, I know you coach, I know you do. So talk to me a little bit more about what exactly, how you work with other people. And then we'll chat a little bit more about that. 
Yeah. So, and just really quickly, I, I love what you said just about, um, you know, just really about what lights you up in the community and, um, and people just needing that clarity. Um, and I love that so much because that's one of the things that I talk about the most, right? Like as a coach, as a brand and business strategist, as a speaker, you know, people that are investing with me, you're not investing with me for you, me to tell you what to do. And if that's what you're looking for, I'm not your girl, right? Because I genuinely, truly believe like you already have all the answers. You have them because no one knows you like you and no one knows your people like you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I can't make those decisions for your business. I'm here to support you, to have your back and to let you borrow my confidence till you have enough of your own to go, hell yes, I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, and, and like you said too, sometimes it's as easy as being a sounding board. Somebody just asking that simple question and reflecting back to you, right? Well, it sounds like this and you're like, okay, that is true. So I think that's just super, I just think that was a really cool thing. And I wanted to bring that up. Um, people working with me. So yeah. And it's so funny. You talk about clarity. I have been getting that in just spades lately. I've been really working towards that because I know you're experiencing a shift and I've kind of reached this point where it's not really a shift. It's just me being able to take a step back and go, okay, we gotta, we gotta fix some stuff. Like I have overcomplicated some things and, and I, I, I'm doing too many. And just this idea of getting going, dude, all I want to do is speak and teach. That's it. It is that freaking simple. And why am I making it harder than it needs to be? Right. And so instead of having this offer and this offer and this offer and this offer, it's just unnecessary. And so really stripping all that down and going, you know what, this is how I'm going to work with people. And so I do have a Facebook group and that's one of my favorite things in the world because it's just a community that I'm in the process of building. Um, and I love how that is shaping up and I do my best to show up and serve that community every day. Um, and then if people want to work with me, you know, on a more intensive or ongoing basis, um, I am releasing, I mean, I already have, but, um, I'm still tweaking it a little bit, but there's a group program and I'm really, really, really excited about it. It's the six month group program. Um, and there's lots of details, like, you know, lots of bonuses and this comes with it and this and whatever else. Um, and then, you know, from there, it really just becomes about still thinking about that program because the modules, you know, they're so crucial. They're so important. They're everything from clarity to visibility um, to really even just understanding what the heck brand strategy is and why it's important to you. And authenticity is my biggest thing. And so all those really important factors rolled into the mastermind vibe of being able to have group calls. And then if you were like, you know what, I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to go a little bit further then going, cool, let's do that. Plus let's do some one-on-one. Or maybe it's a person that goes, you know what? I'm ready to rock and roll right now. And so we go, cool, let's do a VIP deal, right? Let's get the, the set focused group of hours together. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get to do my group program as a bonus, you know, and just keeping it as simple as possible. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited about that program. I'm excited about the new offers. I'm excited about that because as much as I love one-on-one coaching as a coach and as a coach E, I just have to get really honest that I see the most value in group programs. My clients see the most growth in group programs. And I know such a huge piece of that is because it's the benefit of the other people, right? 
I am not even close to the only expert out there. Am I an expert in what I do? Absolutely. But other people get to bring unique perspectives. They get to bring their experiences. They get to ask questions you didn't even know you have and present solutions you didn't even know you wanted, right? And you get that community and that support and understanding you are not the only one going through this thing. And I just, all of that is just so critical. And I've just seen so much success you know, and then, you know, you do, you build this wonderful community and you build relationships that exist really forever, right? There, there, there's, there's that support there and there's that network there. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's where I have evolved to, and I'm really, really excited about it. Oh well, yeah. I want to just go back to what you were saying about, um, the experience that you can have in small groups, it, it's, I've been working with clients one-on-one and there's something magical. Like this week, I'm working with somebody who just, you know, we're, we're basically co-creating everything. And that's an exciting thing that I'm a part like of creation of this thing of hers that she's birthing basically, or however you want to say that. And I love that aspect, but I also love the community that I've been leading with these small groups. And I just did a 90 day mastermind with a, like a beta group of people to kind of see if that's what I want to do. Like I'm still on like testing, like, is this really what I want to do? I don't know. Cause I know it wasn't like I ran this, you know, larger community and there was like some activity, but I wasn't getting a lot of activity. And I, like, people just weren't like always showing up and they weren't really connecting in there. And I really wanted to create something powerful and meaningful for people that's helpful. And so I realized that small groups are really where it's at because A, you validate, like they are submitting like maybe a a form or saying, here's what I'm able to do. And here's what I'm committing to. It's accountability because like you're showing up, um, connecting with each other, like in breakout rooms, when I do a breakout room or something with them, um, then they're able to really build a foundation of connection and feeling comfortable. And then when they're in that virtual like group or online space, my community is the mighty network. And so that when they're on the money network, then they're able to like share they're able to talk to each other because then they're like, oh yeah, we chatted in the Zoom and uh, here's the thing I wanted to share with you. Here's the link I was talking about. Here's the book. You know, you you start to build these really great relationships. And so I feel it's so powerful because everybody knows something that you don't know. And so like that shared wisdom is really what community is all about. And so a lot of what I talk about with my clients and what I talk about in, in Find Calm here with the, the, the community that I lead is, is that is just like, how do you build these authentic spaces that help each other with the shared wisdom? And what are we coming together to do that we can't do anywhere else except for this space with these people? So I love, I love what you're saying about that because it really relates to what I'm really focused on is building community and relationships and how you can get into the nitty gritty with one-on-ones. But that's also a really time, you're only one person, so you can't like help a whole lot of people, but group coaching allows you or group, you know, masterminds or things like however you structure it. Those give you the ability to like share your expertise with a, a set of people. And then you're helping five people all in that same hour. And in addition, you're providing them with that additional resource of each other and the network, the 90 day mastermind I just finished they commented one of them was really struggling and she said 
I forgot that I had you guys because we had ended. And so I said, well, do you guys want to meet just like once a month to catch up? Because we were meeting every week. And so I said, well, if you guys are interested, we can meet up once a month. So I set up a Zoom call and they came in and she goes, I forgot about you guys. And I, she was like, now I realize like I have a support system here forever and ever like this group, regardless of whether we meet every week or every month or every year, they know each other. So I was talking to the other group that I'm, I'm wrapping up with the, the Mighty Mastermind right now. And we're finishing up in April. And they said, well, guys, you have each other like from here on, like connect with each other. And like, because that's how I talk to somebody else. And we're talking about collaboration. Dude, collaborate, like realizing less is more. Like, I don't want to, I'm not a master of everything. I've talked about like, okay, I've tried to master sales funnels and email marketing and content strategy and da da da, social media management, all of the, I'm not an expert on any of those things. There's certain people might, might pay for certain things like graphic design and design my website, things like that. But I can also co collaborate with other people that are like, in my network that are like, oh, Deb does this and I do this and maybe we can work together. And so that co-collaboration allows you then to like say, okay, I don't need to worry about social media because I've got somebody to do that or help me with that or to point me in the right direction to somebody that can help me. So I love that you're saying about that and just connecting back community to collaboration and how it all kind of gets in this big circle of like helping move people forward to get the clarity. Um, and the awareness, like the calm method of clarity, awareness, learning, emotion is really, really great to like combine in a group setting like that. So I love that you shared that. It's super exciting. What challenges you're having with your current, is there any connection or, or challenges or what are you doing in the magical AF entrepreneurs Facebook? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been really, really excited about the group. Um, I've had it for a little while, but it's really just been since January where like, you know, from January to now, the group has more than doubled. Um, and I know, you know, this from having Facebook groups, you know, for anyone else that's starting one, you know, please know and understand that, it, you know, if you have 300 people in your group, you're going to get one or two that comment on a regular basis, right? Like, like the actual percentage of number of people in your group versus the ones that are like super duper active is usually pretty low. But what I got to understand and experience was as I continued to connect with these individuals one-on-one, -on -one, even if it was just in the DMs, just so many people going, I just, I love what you're doing in your group. And, oh, this post such a big deal. And reaffirming something that I'd heard before, but probably didn't really believe, which, you know, your lurkers, though they're there, right? Your lurkers are the ones that they may not ever comment. They may not even ever like it, but they're there, right? They're there. You're serving them. They're consuming your content. Um, and so, you know, it's just important to show up every day. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges I was experiencing was growing the group and really figuring out what needed to be tweaked and what needed to be changed in my strategy and how I wanted to attack that. And I continue to evolve that as well, right? So, you know, it's always in how I choose to reach out to people and specifically what those messages say, right? That's what I continue to tweak and refine, making sure that, you know, because I'm a brand strategist, right? Um, one of my biggest things is you need to polarize people. And that sets a lot of people on their heels, but people should either love you and be like, oh my gosh, you're my person, or they should immediately go, you are so not for me, right? Um, that's, that's literally what should be happening. 
And so continuing to hone in on my messaging and how the verbiage that I use, how I describe the group, who I'm looking for to get as real and authentic as I possibly can, right? So that if you're not going to be a good fit, you're, you're, you're turned off by it. You're turned off by the message. And you're like, yeah, no, thanks. Which that makes a lot of people, I guarantee there are people that are listening that are so uncomfortable with that, right? Like nobody wants to, nobody has the goal of I'm going to send a message and it's going to make people uncomfortable and I can't wait. No, but that's when we also have to remember it's not personal, right? This is business. This is not someone telling me that I'm not a good human or whatever. Um, but now that I've continued to refine that and, and you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something a little bit earlier that kind of made me think like just how when you're in business and you're doing all the things, right. And how draining that could be and, and understanding that ultimately your hopefully your goal is that you continue to grow and scale so you can bring in other people. And so you can build a team and you can outsource the stuff you don't want to do. Right. And that, that honestly, that's been one of the biggest ups for me. And that's been one of the biggest things to help me overcome some of those challenges. I am one person. I am one human being. I am not scalable. And there are just things in my business I just don't want to do. Right. And so I don't necessarily want to spend hours every day researching who my ideal clients on Facebook are. I want someone else to find them. Then let me engage with them, right? Like you find them, I'll talk to them and I'll get them on in here. Um, and that, that's been a big piece of that. But I think, you know, now my goal with the group is really just to continue to fill it with all the right people. And for me, the right people, we're talking about people that are passion, you know, passion and purpose driven want to make an impact, are ready to go big and bold and brazen and get loud and authentic and just change the freaking world. People that are ready to kill the habit of hiding their own badassery, right? They're tired of it. They're tired of muting it down and then taking it to the even next level, right? So that the connections that you and I are talking about that happen in groups, that those connections can start to exist and be formed organically in that community. I love something you said earlier. It was about creating the space, right? Creating that space for people. And and that's so true, whether it's in group coaching or it's in just a community. It's about creating the space that is safe because if we're really going to make connections and move forward, we have to be willing to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be open, right? And it's up to me as the leader of that community to continue to create and cultivate that space. Super powerful. Love it. Create and cultivate the safe space. I love those words. I've just actually written some content for clients that said exactly that, creating a safe space and cultivating conversations. Um, I wanted to get back to what you were saying about the, where were you saying about community? You were saying something. No, I'm blanking on it. Um, You were saying about a safe space a tribe. Okay. So you were saying about your people or you're not your people, right? I think Facebook is like the world, right? And considering like everybody is on Facebook, it's for, it's a place for everybody. It's not a place for specific people. 
the trend this year, I think, and in the last year, like just going in the last couple of years has been like, I want to find my tribe of people who are my people. So like I gravitated towards certain people that were interested in location independence because I wanted to be location independent, for example. And so I gravitated towards these groups. I think that's going to be the next really big wave of people that are like pulling away from places like Facebook, they're not going to still have a Facebook account, but they're not going to like spend a lot of time there because their time is going to be spent and invested with their, with their tribe, with their group of people. And that's where I feel like when they say the riches are in the niches with, for business owners, it's so true for community as well Is like the more you niche down on your community and who you want to hang out with, like, who would you choose to hang out with just on a random Saturday? Are the, those the same people? Like, maybe they are in a sense, or maybe they're not. But just getting uh, connecting those dots is, like, mind-blowingly amazing. And then letting go of stuff. I overcomplicate everything. And so every day, I, was, I try to look at something and say, how can I make this simpler? I have a sticker, actually, on my coffee mug that says simplify, because I just... I just seem to overcomplicate things and let, as we're talking to you, you have a limited capacity. I have a limited capacity of what I can do in a day or a week or a month. Right. And so does everybody else. And sometimes you have life happens and you have other things going on and the ability and the benefit of being an entrepreneur is that you get to choose what your day is going to look like what your week, what your life is going to look like and setting boundaries up and saying, all right, well, I'm going to commit to X, you know, like this one thing in the free Facebook group, this is what you're getting. Maybe it's just your already repurposed content that's on your website, that's on your blog. Nothing else is there. Then you're creating a set. This is what I talk to clients about because they spend all this time and energy creating all this content. Well, A, it's it's a lot, it's too much content. Usually they think they need to create more. And it's like, no, you probably need to create less. And then it's like, well, I'm spending all this time as a free space. Well, that's your time and energy. And you need to get compensated for that. Like, you know, unless you're working for a company, you're not getting paid. So I just, I really feel like you value, you put your value, you put your time in where your value is going to show up. So really building up, like moving those Facebook people to a paid space, maybe you're if you have a Facebook group of a, a thousand, you're only converting five, five, ten people or something. But that's great because those five, ten people, you're going to charge X amount of dollars. It's like a larger, higher ticket price because they're going to have access to you and you're going to do X, Y, and Z for them. And so therein, your time is more valuable to to you because then you can say instead of spending twenty hours or t- 10 hours or however much you do, you know, posting to social media and trying to engage your community and trying to get people to talk together with a free space. Now all your time and energy is spent building a safe space for these 10 people who show up because they've invested in it. And then they really, really want to improve their own life. And so they're, they've got a stake in it. And so I feel like all that connects to like, how, like what I'm doing with money network. I think it depends if you're working with a business, like just talking a higher level, if you're working with as a business, like a larger business, then there's, when you're talking about ideal members, I'm actually working through connecting with people to help them identify 
who's their ideal member by doing discovery interviews. And the, the CEO says, I don't want to do discovery interviews. And so Deb can do discovery interviews. I love talking to people. So this is really easy for me. <laughs> so I've added that now to, to offerings, like just like, okay, if you, if you're still like trying to validate your community and whether or not you want to spend the time and invest money and time into setting something up, well, let's do some discovery calls. Let's check out like who's in your audience and do they want to be part of a community? Because an audience is somebody you're talking, you're speaking to, and you're selling to necessarily. If you're selling products or services, and that's your audience, is your social media following. A community is a space where that shared wisdom comes into play, and then they're connecting with each other and supporting each other. So I love those definitions and you know differentiations between like what you're offering in one space and what you're doing in another space and how that really connects. That's what I really love to get into is talking about how it really connects to the bottom line of the business, because you want to have, be able to show that you've, you're valuable. And that's the whole point of like talking to people and, you know, creating a, being a business entrepreneur is that you can live the life you want and design the way your day is going to be set up. And so you can decide to work on a Tuesday for two hours and then go for a hike and take the rest of the week off if you want to, because you've already said, all right, well, I'm going to commit to this person on a Monday and then I'm done for the week. You know, like you could do all those things. So I, I just love bringing it back to like the business and the community and how that all connects. I'm sorry. I went on a rant there. <laughs> I wanted to just ask you, I know that um, you talked to me about an animal sanctuary when we talked in the pre-interviews. I wanted to have you bring that up and just share with us a little bit of a fun fact about what you're working on on the side. Yeah, I can always talk about that. Man, you might have to flag me down because I can. You want to talk about going on a tangent? I could talk about that for hours. So um, I don't think this was. Oh, I don't remember if this had happened yet when I talked to you or not. But my nonprofit is official. Like it, 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 it exists. It's, it's on. Um, I was kind of in the process, I think, when I talked to you. Um, and so it's called the Refuge. Um, and yes, it is an animal sanctuary, but it's so much more than that. Really, what this is, because um, I've always been. Well, first of all, it's so funny because the reason I could talk about it for forever is if you ask me where it's going to be in five, 10, 15, 25 years, I have answers to all those questions <laughs> because this is essentially a dream 36 years in the making, right? I'm almost 40. I've had it since I was four. Um, and so the, the, the sanctuary is on three basic tenets, right? Which is rescue, rehabilitation, and outreach. And so, yes, it is about saving all the animals and rehabilitating and re-releasing when it's appropriate and also educating just as many people as we freaking can about so many different things. But that's just the piece of it. The, the kind of the front facing, if you will, it's really about the programs that we're going to be offering. And each one of the programs is focused on that irreplaceable strength of the human animal bond. Right. And it's focused on this idea of, you know, in a nirvana world, what would it be like if everything was as it was meant to be, right? Um, if we were still kind of like at one with nature and the world and just, you know, if, if a lot of things, I don't want to say if civilization hadn't happened, but you know what I mean? Like, and, and this idea too, and then this, for me, it's a fact that 
you know, we were put here with a massive responsibility. We're, we're to be stewards of this world. We're to be stewards and to take care of those, of the voiceless. We're to be their voices. And that includes animals. And I very much believe they have souls and, um, you know, they weren't put here just for blind use or extortion or just, you know, there are so many, I had this new puppy, literally new, two and a half months old. And every time I look at my puppy, I almost like when he's playing or whatever, like I almost want to cry because unfortunately one of the first thoughts that pops into my head is there are people who abandon these, these creatures. They, they, they get rid of them. They toss them, they throw them away. And it, it, it hurts my heart on a level that I could never, but I'm like, how, how do you do that? How do you look at something like this and do that? Which, sorry, kind of a rant, but anyway, um, so the programs are focused on really not just how we can serve animals, but how they serve us. Right. And this is scientific proven stuff. This is not theory. We know what animals can do for us. And so programs like having um, equine assisted therapy, PTSD for veterans and first responders, um, physical therapy for special needs. But then also we have a prison that's about an hour and a half away. So I hopefully can partner with them and do some puppy training programs, um, tons of educational programs. Um Yes, rescue programs, but just all these different ways where we can partner, right? Partner with the animals and partner with other organizations so that we're not, I'm not just focusing on making the animals' lives better. That's a huge win for me. But it's about when we make their lives better, they make our lives better in return. Um, So super freaking excited about it. yeah, so we're in the stages right now of now it's like okay, we just we're officially launched. So it's definitely it's definitely the raising money phase. Yeah, raising money essentially in the very beginning. It's for some certifications and education. Um, like for example, first thing I'm I'm doing is getting my wildlife rehabilitation certification. Um, but then other accredited programs um, that will just continue to enhance what we can do for animals and the people that we're serving. And then um, fundraising for, because the one thing I'll be able to do in 2021 are educational programs and partnering with different vets and trainers and animal therapists and all these different things to put that education out there into the public. And then of course, the really big piece is really getting, hoping to get a strong start to fundraising to purchase the land because that, that'll be the big one, right? We're going to have to purchase a ton of land um, because the way that I want this to extend and expand out, this is not just going to be some little couple acre farm where we have 20 or 30 animals, right? We're, we're looking at 50 plus acres so that we can continue to extend and expand it. Um, I mean, I've got a list of about 25 programs that we want to create within the refuge, you know, like another one is going to be, we're going to have um, an apiary, which is for bees, you know, simply because people, I think some people don't understand that when people say if bees die, we die. That's not an overdramatization. That's a scientific fact. And if you don't believe me, you can Google it. I promise. Right. And there's all these little things that we are not little, we think are little and they are drastically impacting our earth. Um, and our well-being as a civilization, as individuals, you know, as a race, all that good stuff. So I'm just, I'm so on fire about it. I can't freaking wait, man. Love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Um, it's amazing uh, passion that you have for your nonprofit and just um, 
you have the time to do that because you decided to change your business model. It comes back to like, you wouldn't have time to, I mean, you have this amazing vision, but you wouldn't have had time to do any of this had you not decided like to let go of the design work, to start doing, you know, different kinds of maybe one-on-one and now going to like group coaching is like less time that you're, you know, working one-on-one, but then you're able to impact more lives with less time to you so that then you can really focus on a passion project without worrying that it's, you're okay if it's not, you know, like making you millions of, you know, it's like, that's not the point of it. It's the point of it is to like make this amazing change in the world and to help others, um, through your programs and educational, you know, offerings. And so, and I love that you're such a a huge visionary, but yet you're bringing it down into the, okay, well, this is what we're working on right now, because I think a lot of people feel like they have to get it all done at once. And you're saying about like 2021, I'm like, good. Or 2022. I was like, you mean 2022, maybe because (laughs) it's going to take time, but that's okay. You're like, you've already got up and running. And, and so congratulations on that for sure. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with me or um, just tell everybody where they can maybe find out about you or the uh, animal sanctuary? Yeah, for sure. So with me, it's super duper easy. Um, everything, literally everything, my website, almost every single handle I have, it's all more Powell to you, right? So it's like the more power to you, but it's my last name, Powell. So it's M-O-R-E-P-O-W-E-L-L-T-O-Y-A. So that's my website's morepowelltoyou.com. That's where you can find my Facebook group. Um, That's where you can find my Facebook. I think the only, only exception is that my Instagram, because somebody so rudely already had more Powell to you, uh, my Instagram is more Powell to you underscore magic, but that's really the only exception. Um, and then with the refuge, um, yeah, if you want to find out more about that, um, whether you just want to keep up with what's going on, you want to donate, you want to provide some form of support, you can go to betterunite.com slash the refuge. And that will take you directly to uh, my page. Yes, it's a giving page, but there's also, you can see my mission um, and you can see, you know, essentially kind of the, the overall vision for it. And then that's where I get to update everything, right? As we continue to open up different programs and things like that, it'll all be there um, until I get my site officially up and running. And then it'll be refuge1278.org. So that will be where that is as soon as that's up and running. Awesome. Well, again, congratulations. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your journey. Amazing. You, you, this has been a magical experience, I can say. <laughs> and I've really enjoyed our conversation. I will have in the show notes some links for everybody listening. So I'll, I'll have some links in there to connect to Stephanie and um, all of these other things if, uh, if you guys wanted to check those out. And until the uh, next time, thanks for um, joining us. So appreciate. We just hit the Find Conquer podcast, just hit 500 downloads this week. So super exciting. Um, I'm thankful for everyone who's listening. Like my mom, if she's downloaded this podcast 500 times, like I understand, (laughs) I appreciate you mom, (laughs) but um, it's, it's so great that uh, so many people have like been interested in what I'm doing and what we're talking about and this, these topics of community and business and, and just how all that kind of connects together. And it's going to be so important in 2021 because it's just like, you know, it's just going to be the most important thing people invest their time and money in is 
building community, whether it's an online or an in-person. So thank you so much. Thanks for everybody listening. Uh, I hope you're finding calm in every, in this very moment, uh, wherever you are, whenever it is for you, every, uh, if it's the morning, evening, um, afternoon, weekend, I hope you're finding calm. Take care and we'll talk later. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.